Good morning. This is Jack Mancini, and I'm here with my long-standing partner, Adam Sunalter. We're business coaches by trade. We love it. We've been doing it together for over 20 years. And what we do, we coach owners of small businesses, basically run their companies better and to have them understand what business is all about. Now, as I say, we've been doing this for over 20 years, and there isn't too much we haven't seen. Our companies are Maximum Value Partners, which is the business coaching company. And we're here today. We got together with you to listen to a podcast that we made. We've made over 500 of the, or four, 300, this is, 300, Adam, this is, right? This is, this is episode 353. I, I got it wrong last week. Last week I was saying 351. Actually, last week it's 352. This is 353, Jack. So, yeah, we're over 350 episodes now. Almost seven years. Man, oh, man. Seven years. We've been doing this a long time. we got, we, we got we a got lot, lot of stuff. We got, we got a lot to say, and we appreciate you being along to to listen along the way. That's right. That's right. And what we do, we take from our coaching experiences with the small business owners, and we make the podcast out of it. It's real stuff, real time. You know, we we uh, uh, gather a lot of a lot of data and a lot of sameness. That's our experience. We see a lot of sameness out there. It's versions of the same problem. The only Different approaches, basically, to uh, uh, talk about the product differences. But the approach is the same. You still have receivables to collect. You still have cash to manage. You you have people to hire and fire and evaluate, and et cetera, et cetera. They're just different products for the most part, That uh, products or services that basically uh, uh, cover, cover the, the way that business is done. And it can be complex. We have answers for that stuff. We've devised in our 20 years of working together uh, a system that is called the seven keys to success. And it encompasses anything that's done in a business. There's a place to plot it. And you can do that and bring sanity to your small business sometimes when everything seems to be out of control. So... One of the major things that comes up with any business, and again, small businesses, 25 people or less, that's our sweet spot. They basically uh, have to, to occasionally hire help or not even occasionally, some like a CPA. You're going to need a CPA every, every year at least. Uh, a lawyer for the situations that pop up with that. It's, it's those ancillary services that you need it's a situation that you're brought into where you you didn't really in many cases want to be but you need that expertise and you have a difficult time trying to direct that activity so there's relationships that evolve out of out of all these services and those relationships are key to basically having a successful comfortable company and you can do it but how do you how do you choose those people? How do you choose a a vendor to help you? What what's the right advisor for you? How do you determine that? You go online, you Google, you get a bunch of whoever's, and you get uh, uh, some Facebook. You know, you get you get a modern approach to it, and then it's difficult. Sometimes it's very difficult. In the end. There's a competence level with professional services. We could talk about that for a little bit. 
And that confidence level is duplicated in many CPA firms, in many legal firms, uh, be it a plumber, be it anybody who you're going to get advisory services from. Uh, there has to be a good way to try to sort that through. But it's all going to boil down to how you feel about each other. And that's what we're going to talk about a little bit this morning. So what do you think, Adam? Do you ever have trouble trying to find an advisor? Or are there plenty of them out there? <laughs> yeah, Jack. Well, as, you, as, as the audience knows here, our show is called Dirty Secrets of Small Business. And one of those dirty secrets is that you really kind of, I guess you have a choice, Jack, but you really don't have a choice in terms of having some advisors. And so... As a small business owner, could you do your own taxes, Jack? Not have a CPA? Not today. That's for damn sure. Well, that's okay. You, you could try it. Again, we, 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 we've met a lot of folks this way, right? So we've met a lot of owners who kind of want to be the expert in all facets of the business. All these things that, that don't necessarily involve the business, but they, they don't reach out and, and, and engage advisors. And so we see that as one of the areas that usually holds people back. Because quite frankly, there aren't enough hours in the day. If you're, if you're filing your own taxes, Jack, or... If all of a sudden you get sued and you have to go to court or do something or or or, or there's a contract kind of going on, you got to play the lawyer, right? Or you got to you know, you know, you raise your hand if you've ever gotten some sort of a statement from the from the state or the federal government or some sort of legal document, and you know, you're you're a smart person, but you can't figure out what the heck this stuff's even saying, right? So what do you do with this stuff, you know? So it's it's almost one of those. Let it sit on a pile for a couple of weeks. <laughs> you, can, you can do that. Mm -hmm. um, but it's, it's almost a necessary evil, Jack. You have to have some advisors, okay? And so, yeah, if you talk to a, a small business owner, yeah, they're going to have an accountant and an attorney. Maybe they have an insurance person. Somebody help them with some payroll or HR stuff. Maybe they've got a banker or a financial planner. Some marketing people helping them out, you know? Uh, some of the better ones have a business coach or consultant helping them out. So you, you've got folks here. And so there, there are certain ones that you can almost, that are maybe more of a... Um, not to say necessity, but it's more of a luxury to have, right? So, hey, almost every owner you talk to, Jack's going to have a CPA and an attorney, right? Because because they're paying taxes, and, and to your point, the, the the tax laws are so confusing these days that you know it's best to have somebody kind of do the taxes for you. And you want to have an attorney because again, stuff comes up in business; things just happen. You know, everything from forming your company at the beginning to any kind of potential uh, legal pitfalls along the way. Maybe you're doing some different deals; they just different things that kind of happen that, that, that helps have an attorney. And so knowing that you have to have some of these people, it almost becomes self things like, well, hey, you know, I just got to check that box and get somebody in here, Jack. I need somebody doing this stuff. Well, if you get to the, the, the mindset being right, that's where usually this thing starts in terms of, you know, don't look at maybe having advisors as being a burden, but look at it as, hey, this is a chance for me to tap into some expertise that I don't need to have. But it's tremendously comforting to have that person you can call. Right, you get that you get that notice, Jack. And you go, okay, now what do I do with this thing? Well, I can spend hours researching it, or I can call my attorney. Hey, what you know, what does this mean? Do I need to pay attention to it? Is it important, or can I just stick it out of a pile somewhere? Right? You know, to, to your point, my my tendency is to stick it out of a pile somewhere, and if it's a really big deal, somebody will keep chasing me for it. Right? That's how how often uh, owners will do that. But it's it, it's it's one of those necessary things where it can take the wind out of your sails. Things are going great, and all of a sudden you get a notice about something. Something from the state. And if you get any state documents or government documents, they, they, aren't, they aren't warm and fuzzy, Jack. They're very cold and prickly. And it's, you know, one of the, the, the benefits of having a CPA and attorney is that they are your connection to that big bureaucratic machine. You know, whether it be the government 
you know, the tax system, the court systems. These are big machines, Jack, that just kind of grind through. And part of, I think, why so many of us are small business owners is we don't like the machine. We don't like coming up against that 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 bureaucracy and kind of, you know, butting against them. So the beauty of having our good advisors in terms of CPAs or, or, or attorneys, Jack, is they're the ones that can kind of get in between that cold bureaucracy for us and us and, and let us keep our warm fuzzies kind of going on. Let, let us keep running our business the way that, that we want to be able to do that. And so having somebody that's able to kind of do those things for you to be able to be in between is it, it's a key thing as an owner. You want to have that versus everything coming back to, you know, to relying upon you. So we're going to assume that you have at least an attorney and, and a CPA, and you may have some of the other folks with it that we talked about. So the question today though, is are they the right advisors for you? And notice we're not using the term best, right? What the heck does the best mean? But the, the idea of it being the right advisors for you. And so you shared a little bit over over the years, Jack, about some of the advisors that, that you've had. And, and, and there's a name that's come up over the over the years, a guy by the name of Al Fowerbaugh, who's no longer with us. But Al was an attorney. So tell people a little bit about Al in terms of why was Al the right attorney for you when you started pursuing buying companies and fixing them up and selling them and stuff that you were doing in terms of why did you know, why was Al your guy, you know, given the fact that he was a single practice attorney and in your corporate career, you'd come and rub elbows with and knew a bunch of folks that were fancy suit and tie guys at the biggest firms, in the, you know, certainly locally or probably nationally. So how did you decide that Al was your guy for you? What kind of things did, did he do that made him a good fit for you, Jack? <laughs> Al was a... Uh... Uh, Second-generation lawyer. He had a son who, who uh, also was a, a lawyer. So there's the three flower boys, and uh, the son had no interest in picking up his his father's uh, practice. He, uh, he he had a whole different interest. So it wasn't a, a father-son situation that you know the the generations of flower boys are going to all be continued lawyer. Maybe they are. I don't know. I don't know where his son, his son is, but uh, I, I was out of the corporate world when I met him and I was going through a process of, of uh, buying a company. And it, it came to, geez, I don't know where to start with this. It came to a situation where I was looking for companies and it was at a time in, in the, the Cleveland business world where steel and metal and, you know, all this heavy manufacturing was starting to fall over the cliff here. And the economy was starting to change. There were a lot of these small businesses that were for sale or in trouble. And I was looking at a company that I, I found through the newspaper. And then, yeah, there's a lot of sources, especially at that time, there are a lot of companies that were available like that. So I was interviewing these companies and looking at them with the possibility of buying them. And one company that was in bankruptcy, not quite bankruptcy, they were about to be foreclosed on by the IRS. And uh, I was able to intervene. And what, you know, that's because that's what I was doing. I was investigating companies, businesses, small businesses that were for sale. And with 
with this search, I found Al Fowerball, who was handling an estate that owned a company that was in just real a state of neglect. You know, he was just he took it on because the the company's owners were longtime clients of his, and he was at a place where he just didn't want to be. And he was trying to sell the company by running ads in the paper, and you know, not not a sophisticated approach. <clears throat> But I liked I liked him. I liked everything about him when I met him. He was just a down to earth guy, not a, a fancy pants lawyer. Didn't talk fancy pants. He went to pretty good uh, law school. I went to Michigan. Graduated from there. Go blue. And, and he uh, <clears throat> he was just a good guy, and we instantly hit it off. So I went there with the idea that. You know, I could buy this company, but I, I didn't have a lawyer's my first company, the first company that I bought. And it basically, uh, uh, I was I was able to get this relationship with Al, an instant relationship. And he and I talked the same language. I was able to just speak my mind whenever I wanted to. If he'd started to go off on a track, which he rarely did, of, fancy talk, you know, I could nip him right away and say, look, I don't understand what the hell you're talking about, Al. <laughs> and there was no offense taken. <clears throat> it was, you know, me trying to express myself and him receiving it. We go back and forth and get, you know, refine the, the issue. And we were okay. But he's the kind of guy I said, look, I want to buy several companies, which I subsequently did. He subsequently uh, was my attorney through all these things. We, we had a uh, labor relations uh, uh, challenge with the, one of the companies I bought, and he was there. We went to court together, and uh, he was he was a great counselor because it was down to earth stuff that I could understand. And if I was doing real stupid stuff, he'd tell me that without any problem. <clears throat> it was just like a, a probably a good brother relationship, you know. So he was the right advisor for me, and unfortunately, he passed and. Uh, I haven't found anyone even close to him. <clears throat> but I think your your initial charge that you gave to him, what was that initial charge you told him in terms of here's? I here's told him I'm gonna I'm gonna be running wild and loose like I've been. I've, I've looked at up to that time probably 20 companies. I, I don't know what the number is, but there are a lot of them. Before I took off on that track, I said, "Look, I want your advice." But the biggest thing I want you to do is make sure I don't go to jail. I don't get involved in soda. <laughs> when you get creditors' rights issues and potential bankruptcies and you know, I come in and start kicking the tires, I don't know what tire I'll kick that might put me in trouble. Right. And because there's just so many people who were put out with, you know, like in this case, uh, the, the case that I was just talking about. You know, this company was being foreclosed on by the IRS. The IRS is closing it down. And I was able to intervene and work a deal, made an offer, and it was accepted. And, you know, there are a lot of pitfalls I've seen go through. It isn't that easy walking off the street and picking it up. <laughs> There's a lot of creditors who come at you if you don't do it right. And, and uh, <clears throat> so it was, uh, Al was, Al was perfect for that. I miss Al. So, so picture, so again, so the, the, that's a great <clears throat> clarifying statement, Jack. That's that's part of what, 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 one of the messages I, I wanted to start here with. So people, when we say about having the right kind of advisors, so first of all, could you picture yourself saying that to somebody? Can you picture yourself being like Jackson? Hey, just, you know, just keep me out of jail. That That's it. That's the only rule. Cause that's, 
that's a pretty wide you know playing field and that's that's one end of the spectrum versus you know the other end is okay well tell me exactly what the what what the law states and you know we're gonna go by the, the exact letter of the law well there's a there's a lot of gray area there and you kind of know that right that was part of you know your business experience for 20 years before you started doing this jack you, you saw there's a lot of interpretations of stuff right and you know not only you talk about the you know the the, the one purchase you made where you bought it from the irs but also you mentioned before the the nlrb and you know getting sued which is tied to another thing that you did right where you came in and you bought the company and you got <clears> rid of the <throat> union right and of course they're going to sue you okay so he was there and I recall you had discussions about, well, let's take this thing home, you know, take it to the Supreme Court kind of thing, right? He's like, well, you know, again, come back to that practical advice that you appreciated, right? Which is like, hey, yeah, we can do all these things, but it's going to cost you a million bucks to go to go here and chance to start one anyway. And and it's not going to get better. It's going to get worse. Okay, you know, just kind of just, again, just, you know. Real, talking. real life. Yeah, just talk. But, yeah. and that, but that, that was important to you, right? And so, again, and you knew that. You knew that about yourself, right? So, again, so... Coming back to, the, the, to, to our audience here in terms of trying to find the right advisors. So what does the right advisor mean for you? You know, so, you know, attitude's a big deal, right? And, and you know, for me, I think the, the attitude that I like to see with, you know, with an advisor is, you know, does, does your advisor really kind of seem to enjoy what they're doing? You know, I get a sense you talking about Al, <laughs> Jack, that Al loved what he was doing. He was doing it his way. And he found kind of what he liked to do, and he was, and that's what he did, right? You know, you know. Do you feel like you're you're getting their best effort, you know, or or are they just doing enough to get the job done? You know, do they really seem to care about you and the business, or are they just collecting a paycheck from you? You know, you know. If you take a similar approach to hiring advisors that you take to to, to look into an employee joining your company, right? Think about it, you. You probably wouldn't want to bring an employee on with a bad attitude, right? Um, and maybe you have those already, right? But the same thing is true for your advisor. You know, you, know, you don't need to settle, right? So, you know, and we see that, I think, a lot, Jack, where, where folks just kind of settle. Like, hey, this is the person I've, you know, I've gotten. They're all terrible. And it's, well, don't give up yet. You know, the, the idea is trying to find who that right person is. So one of the, one of the key things we see, I guess I'll call it responsiveness, Jack. Um, you know, so when you reach out to your advisors, are you getting crickets? Right, where you're waiting days, weeks for responses. I believe it, it. It still happens these days. You know, even with, even with all the connectivity, you know, are, are they getting back to you in a 24 hour period? Even if they're getting back, say, hey, I got your message, Jack. I, you know, I'll give you a call back next week, or at least reaching back out versus just ghosting you. you ghosting. Getting, you aren't getting. You aren't getting responses. Because when you don't get those responses, Jack, what happens is you, you, your mind goes to usually some dark places. So, how responsive are your advisors? Well, do you feel do you feel comfortable with your advisors? I mean, you you can you can cite experiences in your life where uh, you, you've had a doctor examination and the doctors are real putts. So, same with a lawyer, stiff and awkward, and you don't get a uh, you know, a comfortable dialogue going where you can say anything to each other. And, you know, it's it's the best advice, very good advice if we're out of our league. And it's it's so important. The relationship is huge. I'm calling that the beer test, Jack. Kind of come back to our Midwest roots here. You know, the idea, you know, would you, would you like to have a beer with the guy or the gal, right? Just to kind of hang out and your point. Do you, do you enjoy being around them? Do you enjoy having good discussions about things other than whatever their expertise is, right? 
So you're talking to your CPA <laughs> about things other than accounting related stuff or your lawyer other than maybe that's say legal stuff. Um, you know, that's a, that's a big deal, right? I mean, we weren't saying necessarily you need, you need to be best friends with them, Jack, right? But the, the idea is you, you want to kind of enjoy their company. You have some sort of kind of that, again, that kind of personal connection. And if you don't have it, again, to your point, Jack, there are capable people all over the place. The, 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 the doctor example is a great example, right? You know, you have some of the, the, the best doctors. Okay, well, great. Well, their bedside manner is awful. Well, hey, you know, do you want the one who's maybe not the best, but again, has a great bedside manner and <clears throat> they're every bit as talented as the other person. But, you know, it's again, you're almost kind of cutting hairs at that point, right? So I think that that's a big deal. Kind of having that feel is a big deal. I think we touched a little bit on this. I think this is very important too, especially in the small business world, Jack, is that that kind of real world guidance, right? So if you have an advisor who's quoting you laws or statutes um, versus, again, sprinkling in real world guidance, either based on their own personal experience or those of their clients, <clears throat> you know, so to your point about jail, right, Jack? So, okay, say we're looking at this and, you know, whether it be tax law or some other kind of law, right? Okay, well, look, what's the worst thing that's going to happen here? You know, is it, I get a slap in the wrist, I got to pay a fine? Is there some publicity that's going to happen where I'll get a little bit embarrassed? Am I going to prison, right? Again, you, you want to understand kind of what's there. And then, okay, well, and then how often does that happen? So many, so many different laws in the books, Jack, comes back, okay, well, which ones are they paying attention to? Which ones are, the, are those red flags that kind of come up? So if you ask them about their experience and, and or if you don't even need to necessarily even ask them, they, they willingly share that, right? Well, hey, here's what the law says, Jack, but here's how these things really work. Here's how it's really applied in, in the real world. Now, I've never seen this, where it might be, right? So if all of a sudden, you know, your attorney's telling you, well, look, for this thing to be, you know, uh, uh, enacted that way, it would be a new case law, right? Okay, well, chances are we aren't going to make case laws a small business. So you're probably pretty safe there, right? But if all of a sudden it's like, hey, you know what? This gets caught eight times out of 10. So chances are, if you do this, you're going to be getting a letter or a knock on the door or a phone call, you know, whatever it might be. Okay. So you start to understand what, what those risks are. So we get to come back to that, that real world guidance in terms of, well, how do things really work? And that's part of what you, you, you tap an advisor for, because again, they've got all kinds of experience that you don't have. So you want to be able to have somebody who's going to give you that, that real guidance, you know, and so, you know, you, I'll say you went more to the extreme, Jack said, keep me out of jail. But okay, Al knew. Okay, he, he knew that was, a, that was a pretty clear line. But there was a big, broad playing field there to be able to kind of play in. And he, I'm sure he guided you along the way, but other things that wouldn't be necessarily getting you to jail. But again, like the, the NLRB, okay, you can do this, Jack. Here's what's going to cost you. And here's the likelihood of winning it. So you can make those informed. Because again, at the end of the day, all these advisors are doing, they're giving you advice. You're the one who decides, though. That's right. Ultimately, your right. decision, right? So th that becomes part of it too. And, and I guess um, the values is a big thing too. Kind of you know having those kind of shared values because we've seen this a lot too. Where it happens all of a sudden, you know, a client of ours will, will have an advisor that gives them some advice, and, and they go against <clears> the <throat> advice, and that advisor gets in a bit of a snit, Jack. Well, fine, you're going to listen to me. And all of a sudden, it 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 changes the the relationship. It changes how they approach stuff and. We see too often advisors coming to small business owners, and it's almost a condescending approach where they're talking down to them a little bit. That's unacceptable in our world. 
And so if you're if you're feeling that with any of your advisors, get out of it. Get rid of them. They're not the right people for you. You want somebody who's going to talk to you the way you need to be talked to. Like you said, Jack, you know, they're going to talk to you in the way that you want to be approached. It's got to be, they've got to appreciate what you're going through. Too often we get those, again, those fancy pants, snooty advisors that just don't get it. They don't respect all the things that you're going through as a small business owner. So you don't have to settle for that. I guess as part part of our message today is we want to make sure that you're thinking about this. And something you should do at least annually, right? Because things change. You change. Your advisor might change a little bit. The situation around you changes. Your experiences might be different, right? You want to be constantly asking that, I think, to figure things out. So come back to the the values thing. If all of a sudden you're all about your people, you know, if that's a big deal for you and and you want to kind of shower all kinds of love and affection and and, and benefits on your your people, but your advisor is more about, hey, screw those people, Jack. They're a pain in the butt. Just do, just do the minimum you got to do to kind of, you know, to, 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 to make sure you're in compliance, right? Well, guess what? That advisor is not going to be the right advisor for you because they're always going to give you advice. It doesn't necessarily say what fits for you and how you look at stuff, right? As we were talking before, again, if you're that straight lace, it's do it by the, do it by the book, letter of the law. I don't want to play in a gray area. Okay, well, you don't want Al Fowerbaugh then probably, or Al probably doesn't want you. He'd be bored with you, right? Like, hey, you can go to any kind of lawyer to get that kind of advice where it's just, yeah, they'll, they'll quote, you the, <laughs> quote you to the law. But you want somebody who's probably a little more creative than that. It's going to kind of help make sure it fits for your situation. It's an important thing to do because, again, it's the, the alternative, Jack, is, is miserable. Having no advisors at all, I think, is, 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 is probably the biggest mistake some people, some people make as small business owners. Where they just don't let the outside world in, you know, at, at all, and they're going to try to figure it all out. Because what happens then is you stay very small. You, you know, because you're, you're really in your own world. You, it's so small, and again, you you can't be doing the things you need to be doing for your business. As you grow, you need to rely upon those folks more and more. All right? There are more laws that happen, whether it be tax laws or HR. So there's different things that are out there. So if you don't have a good team that you have confidence in, that when something comes. I place a phone call and, and get a response within 24 hours and, and I feel good about it versus something else I got to put on my pile. As you said, Jack, that pile keeps growing as an owner. So how do you get some out of that pile and get it to somebody right. else? Not, not an office in the world that you walk in in the small business world and there are stacks, stacks all over the place. That's right. It's just what you see versus what's hiding in the, in the, in the, in the closets or in the, in the cabinets. Right. So it's, it's a big deal. And so whether you've been in business for a year or, or several decades, it's something you should be thinking about. And just because somebody's been an advisor of yours for 10 years, doesn't mean they should be advisor free for the next 10 years. It might be a chance. It's much like employees. Think about if you've been through some growth, we see this a lot, Jack, when, when, when people go through some growth, usually where they start to getting stuck is they have people that have grown with them since the beginning or early on. And that those people start to kind of cap out. And they start to hold the business back. The same thing is going to be true with your outside advisors. So they might be holding it back. Their experience is a certain way. So, hey, you know, if if your banker is really just a bank teller and doesn't understand, you know, the intricacies of, of running a small business, well, yeah, that, that may be great to get you a line of credit to start with, Jack. 
But if you're looking to make an acquisition and some creative financing, I don't think the bank tellers can help you out too much, Jack. What do you think? Yeah, that's definitely the case. So They're it's okay to start with them. Tellers. Yeah, yeah, it's okay to start with them. But again, you, you want somebody <clears> who's <throat> got a little more ability than that, right? And so depending what you need. And so chances are, as you look at your list of advisors, folks you've got around you, maybe not all of them quite fit fit you anymore. And like anything else, you want to start looking around a little bit and see and start to figure out what's important to you. You know, we're trying to cover today, just kind of give you a sense of, of things that are important to us or things we've seen that, that are important and what we've seen in the small business world. And we've seen far too many folks, Jack, that settle. They settle for their, their advisors who, hey, this is just this is just how it is. It's a necessary evil. I have to have these folks, but as little time as I can spend with them, I, you know, I will. Instead of looking at them as somebody who can help your business in different ways. Because they can. Right. That is right, Adam. <clears throat> so we should take nothing, nothing that basically, uh, unless you need the expertise, and you have to suffer a little bit with the relationship issue. But if it isn't, if it isn't something that's major, then definitely you should have and try to get, if you don't have a relationship, an attorney that you feel good with and speak your mind, you know, it just uh, help him too. So yes, it's very important. Life is, life is much better when you got relationships that work nice. <clears throat> that's it. And it's again, it's a, it's a key to success that we've seen. And so if your business is, your small business is struggling to kind of grow and, if you're feeling overwhelmed, chances are you probably don't have the, the right advisors around you. And it might be that, hey, you may have the, you may have the right CPA and you might have the, the right attorney, but you're missing some of those other categories. There's some other folks you need to be kind of tapping into and getting comfortable with the fact that you as the owner don't know everything, and nor do you want to know everything. But you want to have that guy, you want to have that gal, you want to have that person you can call that has the, that has the answers for you. Because if you don't, it's just another thing to put on your pile. Nothing to create some stress and angst. And eventually, the things are on the pile, Jack, a lot of them come back to bite you. Because you didn't handle it, right? So they'll come back. So knowing that that's there and having good, trusted advisor is a key thing. And it's often hard to find. And people, I said, have often given up on it. So don't let that be, don't let you be one of those people, you know, giving up on that. Make sure you go find those right kind of advisors. We give you some, some ideas today about what to do and how to, how to kind of do that. I always love when you share your stories, Jack. I always learn something new. I forgot, or maybe I didn't know that, that Al was a University of Michigan law student. That's great. I forgot <laughs> about that. So, so go blue. Go blue. <clears throat> okay. All right. So that's our show for today. Appreciate y'all all being here to listen. If you if you like what you, you heard, as we said at the outset <laughs> here, this is episode 353. So we have over 352 other episodes that are at our website, dirtysecretsofsmallbusiness.com. You can go there. You see there's an episodes uh, button, click on that, and you'll see a search bar. You can search for whatever topic you, you have you, that you have on mind, and it'll feed back to you whatever shows we've done on that topic. If you don't find one that suits your, your needs or answers the question directly, you can feel free to email us at radio at MaximumVP.com or give us a call, 330-849-0670, and we'll either answer the question for you directly or do much like we did today. We'll put together a show uh, for everybody because chances are if you have that question, Somebody else does as well, and they'll be happy that you asked it for you. 
If you prefer to listen by podcast, your favorite podcast player or whatever that is, it could be Spotify, iHeart, Apple Podcasts. If you search for Dirty Secrets of Small Business, you can subscribe to our show. We typically drop a new episode every Thursday morning, so we deliver it right there to your smart device, and you can get all the all the prior episodes there as well. So we appreciate you listening today. Hope you have a great rest of the week, and we'll talk to you all next week. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.